Fantasy managers, hello and welcome back to the FPL Addicts FPL show for the 2021 and 2022 season, powered by Esports Live and sponsored by Bonus Bank. If you love FPL and you're enjoying our content, then make sure you give our video a like as well as subscribe down below and turn the notification bell on as well while you're down there. And if you're listening on Apple, please do leave us a review as it really does help spread the word. But today we've got the usual suspects, minus the guru who's out celebrating his birthday. So happy birthday to you. You, Matt, you know, we all appreciate all that you do for us most of the time um, with your, your guru section and all the picks that you tell us to get. So I hope you have a, a really good evening, mate. But Ollie, you are my right hand man for today. So how are you doing, mate? Yeah, as always, mate, absolutely buzzing. I just had a really good FPL week this week. So this is a podcast I'm actually excited for. Now I'm excited for them all as always, but it's always nice to come in off the back of a good FPL week. Green arrows and it's great to see all the lads again. So I can't wait. Absolutely is, and we'll get right on into it. We'll review the fixtures from the previous game week. So, Statman Dave, we'll start with you. Was there a fixture that really stood out to you? I think the the one that probably surprised me the most was probably um, Norwich and Brighton. Um, you know, I, I certainly, you know, I, I, you guys gave me a bit of stick in the just before we got on the pod about that one. But I, you know, I think everyone kind of expects Norwich to sort of get pumped every week at the moment, and you know they haven't scored in a few weeks, so you would have thought that Brighton would have been able to at least sneak one or two past them. But um, yeah, so you know that was the one that probably stuck out for me. It seemed like a bit of a, a keeper fest. I know both keepers certainly. Um, scored pretty well in the bonus points side of things and um yeah so that was probably the one that surprised me the most yeah and i think you'll find statman dave is the only human being on the planet that's willing to talk about norwich brighton as a nil nil but um as he says there you know a lot of people expected for brighton to to show up at norwich and you know turn them over get three points leave be on their merry way like most teams but you know Norwich have picked up two points now in uh, in two games Burnley and Brighton so uh, maybe this is the rise of Norwich and they'll uh, slowly creep up the table you know getting their nil-nil draws every single week but Ollie we'll move on to you was there another game that to you you know really stood out to you you had a lot of assets from or you know there's a lot of FPL points from I'm on the Vardy party lads I'm on the Vardy party Leicester and Manchester United, what a mental game of football. I mean, I was too busy watching Rovers lose another 2-0 lead, so I actually wasn't watching the game. But mental game of football. You know, you think Man United get back into it with a goal and then Jamie Vardy just rips the hearts out again, making it 3-2 with a top, top finish. Uh, good to see Rashford back. Um, obviously played a closed, uh, closed doors game against us rather and, and did all right. But glad to see him back in the Premier League. Jamie Vardy, you all gave me stick last week, so, so have it. Um, to keep it to keep it PC uh, PG. What does he say? Chat blank. So you know that's that's what you get. That's what you get. You know you can all you can all um, you can all make sure that you know you can infer what I'm about to say, but I'm not going to say it. But I'm happy with the Vardy return. You all gave me stick and it's blown up in your face. That's been class and um, nice see Man United loses always. So, uh, so there you go. <laughs> Just uh, wow, Ollie. Ollie Walker Peel. He's um. Listen, I think I think we weren't giving you a stick about Vardy coming in. It's just the fact you got rid of Lukaku, but it you know it wasn't. Oh, come on, it wasn't a great decision, but it was a good decision as well. It's a bit of struggle genius at a point. Good, good for one week, you know. It might be too premature, you know. We could see Lukaku these next couple of game weeks, Jack. You know, go on his merry way and be the flat trap bully as, as the guru always calls him. And you know, Vardy could blank in the next couple of weeks. So you know that could always happen, couldn't it? It could do. I hope he doesn't because he's in my team. I've got both of them. <laughs> Rent free, rent free. 
<laughs> well, uh, we just have to see how that one goes. But um, Jack, because you're unmuted now, I'll, I'll give you the the honour of picking the uh, the third game of the week that you know really caught your interest. And Ollie saved you the uh, the disappointment of having to talk about Man United. So the pick is yours. Yeah, he did save me from that, didn't he? But I've got to talk about more disappointment. I've got I've got, I've got to talk about this one, like the Newcastle Spurs game. Um, it's more about Son and his COVID issue that I was absolutely spewing about. I'm a massive fan of Son. Obviously, he saved me in game week seven when a couple of the armband on him, hyped him up for my wild card. And I thought, you know, going into this Spurs game, he's going to get to smash it. Got that COVID shout, got COVID scare. I uh, I bottled it with him on my deadline for my wild card. Um, Changed it, and this game turned into a bit of a thriller. I'm sure you've got some uh, feedback about this game, but obviously goals galore, Kane back, Son, Son scoring. Uh, Newcastle, what a start they had. They thought they'd won the league in the first two minutes. Didn't they? um, they've been taken over and then they're going to take over the world, win everything. Callum Wilson, and then obviously uh, that soon got stopped when Ndombele, Ndombele scored that absolute belt of a goal. And, uh, you know, Son and Kane um, finished them off. Uh, but, yeah, listen, bit of a thrill of that game. What was your thoughts on that, L? Yeah, look, as you said, you know, it was all looking up for, for the good two minutes. It was a, a brilliant two minutes of, of football as well. But, you know, it's always a, a thing with Newcastle. I almost don't want them to score early because, you know, they just invite the pressure on after that. And that's exactly what we did for Spurs and everything. So, as you said, end on Bele. Harry Kane scored a goal. We all knew it was going to happen. You know, he's not he's not back or anything. All right. I don't want to hear that from anyone. He's not back. It's Newcastle. It's Harry Kane. He's got to be back. He's he always, got to be back. Yeah, he always scores against us. There's always a team that um that you know you just you just love playing. And for Harry Kane, it's Newcastle. It was it was Newcastle for Aguero as well. There was there's too many that um it's just us for. But you know maybe this is the beginning. You know start of start of Harry Kane's you know goal scoring record this season. It's his first Premier League goal of the season, Jack, which is just absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? It's crazy. Obviously, he's been firing. He's scored a couple for England, didn't he? And then he scored a couple in in the Europa Conference League. In that um, you know, the, that terrible competition. However, he, he's been scoring there, but not in the Premier League. hasn't done it. But I think this is the start of things. Newcastle's a great way to get off, uh, up, up and running. Right, um, it's still early days in the season, so yeah, looking forward to seeing a lot more of him. Um, but yeah, excited to see what he does. But unfortunate for Newcastle, mind you, Harry Kane could be at Newcastle in January, right? <laughs> Yeah, splash out, you know, 100, 150 odd million for him. Uh, you know, we'll be on our merry way. And, you know, he can he can warm the bench behind Joel Linton because, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll just see how that one goes. But don't know if the guru will be best pleased with that one. But I do know that he was very pleased with the result. And, you know, good three points from Spurs and uh, what was quite a hostile atmosphere for them, I'm very sure. So, as I said, Harry Kane could be back on form. He's definitely one to watch out for and, uh, you know, just to keep your eye on it. But Reedy, I will let you go with the fourth game. There's only five of us here tonight, so we might as well. I don't want to exclude you. You know, I know you're sitting there. You've got your stats ready. You've got everything ready. So uh, was there a game for you that, that really stood out? Thanks, Al. Uh, appreciate you including me, mate. I feel, 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 feel good now. Um, fourth game. So what have we, what have we had so far, boys? Uh, I think it was Leicester United, Norwich Brighton. Uh, Spurs, Newcastle. Good to know that you're listening, Reedy. I am. I am. Listen, boys, there's a lot to cover here. Give me a chance. Give me a chance, yeah. Um, I'll go for the Villa-Wolves game um, just because, you know, incredible, really, that Villa was sitting pretty 80 minutes um, gone and they were 2-0 up. And what a turnaround by Wolves, um, really. And some luck 
was 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 to be had by Wolves. Don't get me wrong, that third goal, Ruben Neves <laughs> with a poor free kick, deflection gone in, but they do not care. They went absolutely chicken oriental. And uh, yeah, it was a 3-2 from from the Wolves. So I go for that one, really. I, I don't think there was much in terms of the game, like exciting going on and all the rest of it, but what an ending in the last 10 minutes. As you heard there from Reedy, chicken oriental is, I think, the, the thing to take away from that analysis there. So as long as you got that, that really is all you need. But they were the, the results of the week, we'll call it. We'll move on into the uh, the mini league reviews now. And it's no surprise to see that Donau remains top of the paid league. And it also wins the Game Week 7 Manager of the Week award. He was level with three other managers on 60 points, but it went to the playoff and uh, he absolutely smashed it. So uh, congratulations to you, Donau. And uh, the Game Week 8 Manager of the Week goes to Farbod Nazari of Bodsman, who holds 73 points with his wildcard team this week. And, you know, Jack, where, where was your Manager of the Week this week? You know, you played your wildcard. Are you disappointed to see, you know, a fellow wildcarder take it away from you? Oh, yeah, of course, I'm, I'm disappointed. I was, but I always, it, it went in, it turned out to be a tough week to play the wildcard, didn't it? There were so many last-minute decisions to be making. Rudiger, question mark. Lukaku question mark, Son question mark. So it was, it was tough to navigate, but he's gone and done it and smashed it. So I've got no excuses, really. So fair play to him. Yeah, you say yeah. you've got no excuses. You, you just, you've just rattled off five. You, you've been Statman <laughs> Dave. That's the thing. He's still been uh, dazzled from being Statman Dave. Been out to by by the big Statman. So, uh, you know, he's ra- he's rattled as the uh, his Jackie G. So uh... I don't know, because uh, I think I doubled Statman's wildcard score. <laughs> Can I just want to bat for Statman Dave while we're here? Just let him have this week, lads. I think he's going to get his moment. He's going to get his moment in a minute. Elliot's yeah. going to make a song and dance out of him. <laughs> Uh, absolutely and uh, as we said we will get on to our teams in just a minute but just to reiterate there you know that was the the two managers of the week for game week seven and game week eight and obviously they do both get the 20 Aussie dollar prize but to everyone listening and I know there's quite a few out there uh, listening along live and let us know how you went this week we're all really interested you know how many points did you end up hauling and all that and we obviously thank you for all the support but the paid league as we always say every single week it's shaping up it's looking every single you know definition of competitive every single week and it only gets better billy remains top of the free mini he's just 19 points shy of the the 600 point mark which is ridiculous and um, what a start to the season he's had we've got max in second and Donau has dropped in the free league as well so that really just shows you how competitive this free mini is as well he sits there in third place in the free mini we'll move on to the women's mini now and uh you know i don't even know how to pronounce that name at the top i'm going to give it a go pratt isha i think it's Pratisha. 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 okay so i didn't butcher it too bad then i do apologize if i ever butcher any of your names um as we said the fpl points speak louder than the the name there i think 554 points there maya has dropped off she's been top of the league for a couple of weeks now so you know she's finally been knocked off the throne there and she sits there in joint second with karen spence and then the the fun league as i like to call it the uh, the head-to-head league uh, the bonus bank you know the 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 FPL addicts head-to-head league uh, Donau also sits at the top, which is no surprise. He's three points clear and, uh, you know, we always talk about it. Pizza Boy sits there. He's in third, well, joint second, I'd like to call it, if it wasn't for goal difference. Tom Stones is there and Aaron is also there in second. And, uh, boys, I'm just going to keep scrolling down and I'll uh, probably eventually find you lot. So I'll just keep going, just keep going. Ah, there we are. Reedy. <laughs> <to each other. laughs> 
<laughs> Reedy, so you're you're the top out of everyone that's not me. So, you know, sitting in 16th there, are you happy with that? I can't complain, can I? I'm moving up slowly and getting there. I've got some nice fixtures coming up. I beat the average, you know. Uh, it's looking good for me. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I've got Matt right behind me there, and I've also got uh, Ollie right behind me. So you know, it's it's there's not much of a gap between me and the other guys. And you, you you're obviously you're doing well for yourself, eighteen points. But I think I think us boys will will be uh, a bit closer than that come the next couple of game weeks or so. So watch your back, Al. I just can't believe the gurus, you know, sitting there all the way down in 17th. You know, he's, he's worse doing worse than you, Reedy. And, you know, there's obviously not a massive gap between your points. But, well, obviously, as you said, we'll start to see that separate just a little bit in the season. But, you know, FPL Rubberducky says he got 60 points up 57 places and just under 7K rank overall. That's absolutely ridiculous. Ollie's top 7K in the world. How insane is that? Can I just say what an absolute king FPL Rubberducky is, by the way. He's an absolute legend of a guy. And, he, you know, he comes on all these spaces on Twitter and he just keeps talking about FPL, how good he is at the game. And it's class to see. He said it was his smallest green arrow. You know, the, be- the in fact, he said it was the biggest green arrow he's ever had just to take the mick. But to, to say you're up 57 places, that's still not bad if you're 7K overall rank. Top effort. And it's great to see that there's a good FPL creator doing well as well. Yeah, absolutely. As you said, Ollie and uh, Rory, your mate as well, says he's got a cheeky 70 points this week, which is ridiculous, you know, for, for how it was. Uh, he says, man like Chilwell doing Salah things for me. And, uh, you know, he's he's looking a great asset at the minute, isn't he, Statman Dave? You know, a lot of people, two goals in two weeks for Chilwell, a lot of people are going to be considering getting him in. Yeah, absolutely. It's, a, it's an interesting one to consider. You know, Chelsea are obviously going to be rotating a few people at the moment. So, be interesting to see how he sort of fits in with with obviously Alonso and Christensen and all those guys. So, yeah, it's risky, but it could work. Yeah, absolutely. And Jack, I do have to bring this one up. Ospike says, you know, you obviously with the 62 this week, he got the 63. How does that one make you feel? Uh, he played his wild card as well. So, yeah, literally one point. I saw his team he posted on Twitter and it was pretty similar to mine. Um, but, yeah, just one or two different. I can't remember who it was now. It was different. But, yeah, he, he's, he couldn't wait to get that one in. I think he's choosing especially. He's still in Brighton. He's still in Brighton now. He's on his way back to Australia soon, I think. But he's um, he's had a good run. I think he's their lucky charm, isn't he, for this year. And he's, he's pulled out a win there. He absolutely has, mate. And as you say, you know, maybe maybe he was copying you. Maybe he was listening to too much of the, the guru's good advice there and he's just edged you by one point. And then, Ollie, Daniel Capillaro, your, your watch-long buddy from the weekend, 56 points this week. How are you the St. Maximins? You know, 56 points in this week, is, is it's another good score, isn't it? It is. And speaking of the watch-longs, missed having you there, mate. Um, would have been nice to have the three of us back. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Dan's a top man. And again, he's had a decent week. Um you know, he's got St. Maximin again, who's, you know, his razzler, his his man. If, you know, if the Guru's got Harry Kane, Mr. D10's got St. Maximin. Uh, but, you know, decent week, got a platform for himself to build off now. So uh, we'll have to see if he can. Yeah, absolutely. And we won't keep you waiting any longer. You know, this this illicit, you know, Statman Dave week week from heaven. We'll, uh, we'll get onto it now. And Dave, we'll start with you. We'll give you, actually, you know what? We'll build it up and we'll go Statman Dave last. We'll go in order of points from this week. So we will start, well, the guru's not even here. Um, and she probably have to, you know, watch start his team selection. 
yeah, well, what, you'll have to watch his team selection to see how the guru went as well. So we will start with me, which is quite demoralising, considering I was 10 points above the average with 59. Robert Sanchez, obviously, with the clean sheet, doesn't really affect anyone if he keeps a clean sheet or he doesn't because he's got such high uh, ownership. You know, the defence did really well for me this week. Mankio, despite being probably the worst player on the pitch, in, in my opinion, from the game, um, did manage to get himself an assist. He was definitely at fault for two of the goals. He played them on side twice, which I was absolutely livid with. But in terms of FPL, you know, if you're going to concede three, if he's going to get an assist, then, you know, I'll definitely take that. Trent with a clean sheet. Livermento came off my bench because I didn't start him. He also got a clean sheet for me. Um, you know, Salah as a captain, just that that's all you needed to do this week, I think, to get above the average was make sure that the armband was on Mohamed Salah and uh, you seemed to go pretty well. But other than that, it was really nothing doing. I started Brandon Williams and uh, Rafinha and Douglas Louise and Livermento obviously got subbed on. And uh, as I said, that's how I got 59 points uh, in this game week. But um, we'll move on to the second highest points this week and it is you Jackie G you played your wild card 62 points it's a very good score you know you've got to be happy with that as the guru always says you don't play your wild card just for one week so to get 62 points well above the average looking good for the future you've got to be happy with that yeah like I say it was a bit hectic I think I made three three year transfers within about two minutes of deadline with the son issue just to try and work out the team so yeah it was, it was crazy but i was um yeah i was pretty happy with the team um ended up with this great formation of five two three which obviously every, every manager plays <laughs> um but yeah as did really good he, he came in last minute and he, he got me the six points the diaz and uh, Grealish moves that i brought in as well, absolutely threw like threw the points away for me. Grealish on my bench with zero, didn't play because he was getting rested for last well this morning's games in Champions League, which also he didn't hit again. Um, but yeah, Diaz came in. That's got to be one of his lowest point hauls this season. One point in there, so yeah, pretty disappointed. Um, the Arsenal Crystal Palace game was obviously crazy with two two, so my uh, my double up on Arsenal didn't work out. But elsewhere on the pitch, obviously Salah, like you mentioned, absolutely delivered. And Vardy, I did say to Reedy, like he's a big Vardy fan, and I, and I said to him he's probably going to run right against United. And um, with Maguire on absolute horrendous form, it was it was horrendous. Like I can't, it was so bad. He was involved in I think three of the goals, maybe even four. Um, so yeah, Vardy tore him, tore him apart, and he got the goal. Hoang, obviously, um, he he was quiet, um, and Lukaku again blanked. So. The, uh, I think the fraud watches out for him, aren't they? Uh, for next week against Norwich. So, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Embuemo being part of my team. This um, you know going into it. Um, so he's got a good run of fixtures. Looks really lively. He's been smashing the post, hasn't he? So if he move, moves a bit close to that goal, happy days. And uh, Livermento with the six points, which you know was delighted Livermento and Southampton asset owners. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, the main talking point of this week for me was, you know, the cycling GK, Jack, commenting on our on our podcast last week, letting himself know, saying hello, telling us that we should have triple captained him or captained him, I think it was. And then he goes and concedes five to Liverpool. You know, is, is he trying to sabotage us? Oh, you think so, wouldn't he? Obviously, I know through um, through Pelter at him last week when he came on. And uh, said, obviously, Salah was going to get a hat-trick. Little, little did we know, Firmino <laughs> stepped up and bagged a hat-trick out of nowhere. I know he gets a lot of, um, you know, he gets a lot of rubbish, uh, Firmino, thrown at him, but he, he obviously killed it. And, yeah, Ben Foster, fraud squats out for you as well, mate. I think I might have to bring in someone else at 4 mil because you definitely ain't going in my team again. <laughs> And uh, I think the the more important thing, Ollie, and I, I know I spoke to you about this, but I want to get, you know, so you can publicly share your view. 
Ben Foster, the, the, the Watford goalkeeper, captained Mohamed Salah for his FPL team this game yes. week. <laughs> uh, it's just, it just baffles me. I, I mean, obviously, I'll never be a Premier League player, like, obviously. But I, I think if I was a Premier League player, I'd almost be benching Mohamed Salah. I'd be benching him because you'd rather you'd rather do well for your actual team, surely. And you should have seen his like his comment on his on his on his vlog, like saying, "Oh, the main man Salah scored." Or, or like, "What a player! What a legend!" <laughs> You're a, you play for Watford. You're a footballer before you're a YouTuber. Um, and Ben Foster's brilliant, right? But he needs. I, I can see why Watford fans are a bit angry with him. I, I really can see it. Did, did he end up deleting that vlog? Did he delete it? I think, I think, I think, I think he saw some I think he changed right. the caption. Yeah, he might have deleted it or changed the caption or something. But anyway, it's just if I if I you know if he played for Rovers and he were doing that, I'd be livid. I'd be livid. So if you're playing for Rovers, it. then you know you might be in the Premier League by now, mate. But obviously he's not, so that's how it is. But you know he captained in this week. He clearly didn't back himself. I think that's the main thing for me as a goalkeeper. You know. What, you don't back yourself in at that point if he captains in Mohamed Salah or maybe he just really doesn't trust his defence. But as you said, Ollie, just as if, if you were a Watford fan, you definitely wouldn't be happy with that at all, would you? No, to captain him, it's just it's just it's disgraceful. It's it's the you know, the disrespect you put into your own team. And, you know, maybe not, you know, he might not have thought he was starting. He might have thought that Daniel Backman was starting. Imagine that the message that sends out to Daniel Backman, who's probably the number one at Watford. Imagine saying, oh, yeah, I don't trust you to keep a clean sheet. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. Like, yeah, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have foretold that, even as much as Salah's captain by everyone. If you're playing against him, you, you don't captain him. Surely yeah. not. I just think that's common sense at the minute. But obviously, you know, he's he needed the FPL points, I think, to shoot him up his mini leagues. You know, anything that you can do. He must have seen that Danny Rose was playing on Mohamed Salah and he thought he is going to have an absolute field day against my Watford or, you know, it's just how it goes and he did that but I think FPL Rubberducky makes a very fair point and Reedy I want to get your view on this as well as the the UK correspondent he says I can see the Premier League players being told not to play the game by their clubs and the Premier League and you know we already had that debacle last year with Grealish where you know some people told him that he wasn't going to be playing and stuff like that and they got him out of their teams and all that sort of stuff so you know do you agree with that do you think there is going to be a point where clubs are saying to their players you can't be playing fantasy Premier League Possibly, um, I don't. I don't think, it, from my opinion, I don't think it's that much of a huge issue. Ollie the is going to be uh, the next uh, social media sort of control over the players at Watford, and he's going to be getting the call saying, "Listen, yeah. man, get yourself in. You sound like uh, you've got the discipline going on this uh, FBL." But um, no, in, in all seriousness, I, I don't think there's any harm because let's be honest: if you have any common sense, and yeah, again, it comes down to the fact it's a game. Like, he is not going to go into that game thinking, I'm going to let fire goals in. He's going to captain him, which everyone would, and he's going to go into that game. Look at a couple of saves he pulled off. It, you know what I mean? Those saves say it all. Like, a couple of them saves were brilliant. Um, and I think that you've got to not accept that Salah's going to score or you're going to get beat. But if the inevitable is, inevitable is going to happen, then it's going to happen. And I don't think you look at the likes of Bamford, who plays FPL, there's various other Premier League players. You know, was, who, it, who was it Grealish last year got done for it? Uh, yes, yeah, so it was, it was, it was the, the injury thing. Yeah, yeah he got injured. Yeah. Oh, and I think a couple it, of the coaches took him out and everyone was going, what, why would you take Grealish out? Because they had a really good fixture. And then everyone was like, oh, Grealish has got to be injured then if they've taken him out. I think yeah. that's what happened. 
I don't think it's it's got to come to down to the point where like you know players are getting banned from playing the game. Like I say, like Robert Robert Lucky's pointed out there, it, it could happen. Could be something that happens. Um, but I just don't see it because at the end of the day, Ben Foster, he he's not been he didn't start out well for his FPL for the season. All the rest of it, Mohamed Salah has just taught. Tore, you know, tore up City there and scored that absolute brilliant goal and and then he's gone and done it against Watford again. You cannot deny class. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And like I say, I, I don't I don't see a massive issue with it, but, you know, it's an opinion at the end of the day and I can see why other people might, you know, look at it from the other angle. So, yeah, let's move on. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of class, Reedy, 65 points this week, 16 points above the average to take us through your team, mate. Cheers, Els. Uh, yeah, good week. Good week. Uh, bright and clean sheet. We love to see that, especially when it's got, I've got the double up. I've had that, I think, since since the beginning of the game week one when I selected my team, I think. So I've, I've kept faith in that more than anything else in my team, uh, which is crazy, really. Um, but yeah, Dunk, I'd like to give him a lot of praise because you look at Brighton, um, you look at his scores over the last maybe season or two uh, in FPL, and he, he's done brilliantly. He's a threat from set pieces. Uh, he likes... Obviously, getting involved off, off off corners, trying to score and things like that, and yeah, so I, I was happy about that. And you look at Brighton; I think it's fifty percent of their games of the eight games now they kept the clean sheet, so it's looking good. Ben White robbed of an assist. I don't know if you guys seen that one with the Palace game. Brilliant, brilliant shot, and it's come off Martinelli, so I lost out on the points on that one, which was unfortunate. Uh, Mares uh, brought him in. Foden brought him. In. I'll explain that very quickly because going on to Salah, absolute brilliance. No more to say about him. Um, just got to be captains every game week, apart from possibly this one, which we know why. And then yeah, Jamie Vardy just had a laugh at United, didn't he? And said, "Sorry, Harry, it's not your game." <laughs> um, but yeah, going on to in regards to me score that could have been better. Uh, Jack will know this because we went back and forth about this, especially with him having the wild card. Took an eight-point hit again, boys. Yeah, you're gonna laugh. At me. I know you'll laugh at me, and it's a silly, silly decision. Rightly so, you should laugh at me. But yeah, I brought in. Um, I took Fernandez out. I was gonna do the uh, Fernandez to KDB, which I mentioned on last week's pod. Couldn't do it because I had the one, one 0.1 million short because of the price rise. So it left me in a bit of a pick on what to do. So I decided to bring Foden in and Son in, and then uh, you know all that amazing news on Twitter that two, two Spurs players had COVID. Just threw threw a, a massive thing you, you know into it. So I was like that, umming and in what to do, do it keeps on in. And uh probably about two minutes to go on it, Jack. Uh we we were talking and we were like, right, you know what? We haven't seen any news. He's gotta have COVID, this, that, and the other. Took him out and took the hit and brought in uh Morris. 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 You went Morris now in Grealish. You just can't do it, can you? It's just horrible, but and then Son plays on the Sunday. That was the worst. Possible and scores. Out. And scores. And yeah, it's it's a bad thing. But you know what? In the grand scheme of things, sixty-five. Especially, I've got the same score again as last week, taking an eight-point hit. And um, it's not great in terms of me ranking. It's affecting that. So I really do need to, need to tighten that up now and stop making silly decisions. Albeit it's down to COVID and you know all this blah blah blah, all this stuff going on. You know, when you read reports and see news, so. I'm happy. I am pleased that I got 65. It's, it's a solid score. Solid score, mate. 
it's a very, very solid score. And, you know, you, you just got to stop taking those hits, really. And, you know, it's unlucky with the Son thing. I'm pretty sure everyone and their dog thought that he was definitely going to be out with COVID. I was definitely surprised to see that he started. Um, so, yeah, that was a little bit of a surprising one. But, Ollie, we'll move on to your team. 66 points this week. You don't have any, you know, you're not hiding any eight-point hits or anything, are you, that's, you know, going to elude that score a little bit? Um, no, I'm not hiding any eight point hits. I was looking during the week because I thought I was on for manager of the week. So I was looking at, you know, where, you know, where everyone was at. And I saw 65 points. And I he was already celebrating. He was already celebrating. No, I thought I was a shout. I wasn't celebrating, but I was like, I thought I might be a shout. So I was looking at FPL, um, FPL Live or FPL Gaming, whatever it's called. And I was like, looking, where's Reedy? And I said, oh, he's, he's the hit man. He's back with another hit. Um, but congratulations to, um, was it Don Allen who got it this week or whoever Mate. it was anyway congratulations to whoever it was anyway um I've missed out but I've had a good week I'm happy with it uh Salah everyone and their nan captain Salah so that was fine <laughs> that's that settled that out which was all good uh Jamie Vardy as I've said you know he was my one main transfer I was happy with that and how that worked out so buzzing with his eight points uh defense clean sheets all around so that was brilliant. Obviously, the double with, with Brighton is going to be tough this week with Man City. Um, Livramento as well. And obviously, Trent against Watford. So, um, you know, that was that was nice. Uh, James MacArthur. How was he not how, sent off? <laughs> don't know how. He's not got a red card. But he, I just said, I said on the, another podcast I was on last night. Um, and I just said, mate. I'm just going to look at him every time now and just say, mate, you've done your job. You've got me in my one point. You can sit on the bench for the rest of the season because um, I'm not going to be requiring his services ever again if things go well. But 270k, green arrow, absolutely buzzing. And I'm back. <laughs> he's back, apparently, ladies and gentlemen. He's had one good week and he's back on his high horse and he's back up, firing up the mini leagues. But as we say, Ollie, 66 points is absolutely brilliant this week. But, you know, Unfortunately, no one cares about any scores this week other than Statman Dave with the big 68-pointer this week. Dave, you're finally back. You know, that's a massive score, well above the average. You know, take us through your team. <laughs> yeah, everything's coming up Statman this week. It's, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen many green arrows for a while, so it's good to see them. But um, hopefully it's not just a one-week wonder thing, but uh, it, it quite possibly might be. But um, yeah, something that's been missing from my team for a while is, is clean sheets, and I think had five defenders play and they all either had clean sheets or attacking returns. So that's pretty much where the majority of the points have come along with, with Salah uh, being captain. So the, um, yeah, not, not much love from the rest of the team in the forward half, but um, the the rest did, did enough to carry the rest through. And um, I'll have Rafinha coming back this week. So hopefully he'll, uh, he'll add a few more points as well to be able to, to keep those green arrows coming, I suppose. And, you know, quite a few of them have got some decent fixtures this week too. So hopefully it's not just a one week thing. Yeah. And it just shows that man, Dave, you know, Jack, Jack was playing a five at the back, you know, it is viable because you've had a really good week this week. Your defenders have all hit and, you know, as you go further up the pitch, the only one that's really hit is Salah. So, you know, people can play a five at the back and still do well in FPL, can't they? Yeah, look, uh, I didn't actually plan to play five at the back. I did bring in the senior this week. You're not meant to say that. Go with it, Dave. Come on. <laughs> Creswell, Creswell did come in, so he was a pretty handy inclusion for Rafinha with him. But that was kind of expected. Like, I, I did I did pick Rafinha sort of knowing that he probably wasn't going to play and, and that Creswell was going to come in. So, you know, I'm not surprised that in the end it, it was going to be five at the back, but it was sort of half planned, half not. 
Yeah, absolutely. Fully planned as Statman Dave's just said there. It was an absolute Statman Dave masterclass and he is back in terms of FPL. But that's our scores for the previous game week. We'll move on to the fixtures for game week. I want to say it's game week nine next week, isn't it, lads? I'm, I'm losing track now. Eight games. That's right. Eight games, no wins for Newcastle. That's the stats all over Twitter. So it's game week nine. There's a lot of brilliant fixtures, um, you know, just from just from looking at it here. Jack, we'll start with you. Is there a fixture that really pops out to you? Listen, we know this is going to be a tasty one. It's going to be a good bit of banner with me and Reedy. Obviously, Man United versus Liverpool. It's the Neville versus Carragher. <laughs> I think um, a bit, I'm keen to see what happens in this game, obviously, for being a Man United fan. But from an FBL perspective, oh, God, do I captain Salah? Does it, does it, is that how it works? I think I feel like United are going to win, you know. I think this is just going to be a total... Yeah, random result. We don't deserve. We don't deserve to, and we're just going to pull out a one 0 win or something like that. What do you reckon, Reedy? Well, first, first thing to say is, does Ronaldo get in the Liverpool team? No, <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> that was brilliant. That was brilliant. The eyes from Neville was epic. <laughs> was, it was the the silence that got it for me. That was brilliant. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you. Um, yeah, Gary Neville's not having a great time, is he? But. It's it's a mouth-watering game as as that you know fix has been over the last few years. There's normally a few big tackles going in, and you know we have had the flip side of that where it's had the, the nil nils and uh, it's let us down a bit. But at this moment in time, it's the best time for Liverpool to play United, and it's the worst time for United to play Liverpool. Uh, Salah's on fire, uh, Pogba. I don't know, he's head somewhere else. Don't know where, but. Um, you know, thinking about his next colour, Taribo West style. Um, but yeah, basically, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good game because I think United will have to turn up uh, depending on what happens with United this this week in the Champions League. Oli might not even be there, but I think I think he will. I think it will. But that could yeah. be the nail in his coffin. Um, it's a great game to, to build up for the week. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to lie. I'm excited for that. Yeah, absolutely, as you should be. And Ollie, we've got a question, obviously, as the, the tribal man yourself, and you know what you were saying about Ben Foster before. D10 says, can Jack captain Salah as a United fan? Question for you, Ollie. Well, um, obviously I can't speak on behalf of Jack. So I can say Jack can do whatever he wants because it's his team. But if it was up to me, I wouldn't personally. I wouldn't. You know, maybe maybe not jinx Mohamed Salah, captain him and, no, you know, masterclass. Again, if it's if it's a, if it's you know if it's well, I'm going to bring it back to but if it was Burnley and Rovers in the Premier League, which it won't be for a long while, but if it yeah, was Chris, if it was if it was Chris Wood who scored six in six and had an away game at Ewood, one I wouldn't have him in my team, and two I wouldn't captain him. So Jack, of course, can captain Salah if he's that way inclined, but I wouldn't be doing that myself. So, so are you suggesting drop him as well? <laughs> yeah, put him on your bench. Hey, look. It's your team. It's your team. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a reedy here. I'm gonna do a reedy. It's hey, your is team. That, I'm is, that fence, this up to you. is that fence big enough for the both of you? It is. Hey, hey. I'll be. I'll be a fence. It's your team, mate. You've got to catch up. So. Um, yeah, but yeah, but all, what's, the, what's the reason you wouldn't captain Salah? You you can't just go. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It's over to Jack. You know what's the uh, reason? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm a bit indecisive about that one. I'm sorry. Um, but no. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I just think I just think as a, as a Blackburn fan, if it was me, I'd want my team to do well before my FPL team to do well. And if Captain Insalah was going to make my actual team do really, really poorly, my FPL team do well, I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't be a fan of that. 
you don't have any control over it. You've got you've got no control over it though. Like if your team wants to show up and do bad, then you know you're not going to be happy that Salah's done that. It's just what happens. I captain Mohamed Salah last season twice when he played Newcastle. We blanked in one of them, and I was absolutely over the moon with it. I was thrilled with it. They drew nil nil at St James's Park. It was brilliant. It was better than getting FPL points, obviously, because your team goes before your FPL team. But I personally, Jack, I don't see anything wrong with captain him this week. If you think he's going to do well, you can't control that. He's already, he's, he's already done it with Vardy. He's already, yeah, he's already is, done against his in, team. In my, case, in my case, though, you say you can't control your football team, but your football team controls your mental health, in my case, and you can control that. So I'd rather make myself happy with a, with a, with a real team result than an FPL team result. But back to my point, if Jack wants to captain Salah, go ahead. I don't see a problem. I, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I would advocate for Jack captain Salah. But That's if it was me... You know, it's, you've got the permission, Jack. You've got the permission. You, you, you don't need permission from me. You're the you. You know, you're, you're Jackie Gillibrand. You don't need permission from from me. But that's right. If you okay, have, if you want, it. Captain and Webber, anyway. So in other words, in nice. other words, triple <laughs> captain Salah, triple captain one. It's like now after all this. <laughs> well, if he blanks and Jack captains him, you know, and Man United end up getting a result, it's brilliant, you know. Win, so win, 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 exactly. Exactly. It really just depends. So we do have a question coming in from Max Watson. Jack, I know you're a big fan of the uh, the Embuemo train. He says, should he get Embuemo in for Saar? He says his internet died before, but you did get back to him. Um, you know, what's your opinion on that one? Yeah, for me, at least his fixtures looking great. He's, he's passed the eye test in terms of what he's doing on the pitch for 5.5. I don't think there's many assets who can compare to that who, who are going to deliver. Um, I do feel like he's going to, yeah, he's going to get goals. He's going to be in, in the mix. Uh, Saar may have just gone a bit quiet in for Watford under Ranieri's campaign now after a 5-0 smashing. I'm not too sure how that's going to carry on. Um, you know, Ranieri might be gone after next week. So we'll see how we'll see how he goes. But um, yeah, for me, I'm bueno for Saar and you save you save about a million as well, or I think, isn't it? Is he 6.5 Saar? 6.3? Um, six point something, mate. I yeah, think he so, rose a couple of times after he played us. He rose, I think, and everything because so many people were getting him in. But yeah, so yeah. maybe saving point eight, point nine in there. Good move, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, obviously, there is a lot of good games there. So I'll just ask you for a very quick one, Statman Dave. What's you know your fixture of the week, other than that Manchester United Liverpool game? Yeah, well, it's a bit of a super Sunday or Monday morning for us. Um, you know, all three of those games are pretty good, but I would say maybe I think Brentford Leicester might be a bit of a uh, a bit of a goal fest. You know, obviously both teams are scoring a fair bit at the moment, so um, you know I don't think that'll be a boring boring match that one there. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, and obviously that does wrap up the uh, the game week review and the game week nine preview. So if we move on now, Bonus Bank have obviously given us the uh, the game week probabilities for clean sheets to help you out with your FPL team for game week nine. At number three, Everton look, look the goods at the minute with a 45% chance of a clean sheet. So you should be considering the likes of Pickford, which I definitely don't advocate for myself. But Bonus Bank are the ones with the knowledge, not me. They say Pickford, Digne and Keane. In second, we've got Man City with a 52% chance. And the only nailed on players, surely you'd think, would be Edison and Diaz at the minute. But at top place this week, it's Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea sitting at a massive 63% chance of a clean sheet. You cannot look past their assets with the likes of Mendy. 
Mendy. He had an absolutely brilliant game against Brentford as Piliqueta. Obviously, Jack said he had him in his team before as well. Should definitely be on the watch list for a lot of people. But thank you to Bonus Bank for supplying the goods for this week. And make sure you check out the caption below for how to, you know, obviously make the, the free profit from the, the bookie promotions. So if we move on now, we've uh, we've got our transfers for the week and our captains as well ever so quickly. I think, you know, captain's actually going to be quite a difficult one for this week. But we'll start with you, Statman Dave. You know, are you making any moves this week? You've come off a, a really good week this week. So uh, what are you doing? Uh, probably this week. I, I think I'll probably end up staying with Salah. It's going to be hard for me to pull him off, you know, uh, this, you know, in the next few weeks anyway, the way he's performing at the moment. And obviously he scored a, a bag for me as captain for uh, in the UCL last night. Um, I think I might be considering following Ollie's move of uh, Lukaku Vivardi, which I sort of mentioned to you guys last week that might be in the bag. So um, I've also got to keep an eye out on, on what's happening with Bamford. You know, I've been holding on to him for a little bit because of his good fixtures in the hope that he was going to come back. But um, yeah, it's it's going to be hard for me to hold on to an underperforming Lukaku and Bamford. So probably any move is going to be involving those two. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good shout there, Statman. You know, obviously, if Bamford's sitting on your bench and just rotting and Lukaku's not doing the goods, we'll obviously have a, a bigger discussion surrounding Romelu Lukaku in a little bit. But, Ollie, what's your transfer or transfers for this week? Transfers, mate. I'm taking my second hit of the season and I'll be taking back-to-back hits. So, I'm the new hitman. I'm the new human fence and <laughs> I'm the new uh, hitman, so I'm making Reedy redundant. I'm going to go from Lukaku, uh, to Lukaku, sorry, from Ronaldo. And put the armband on Lukaku. So he comes back into the team after the one-week absence. So your um, thing in the intro about Lukaku blanking, not an issue because he's going to score a hat-trick this week. And because the Guru's not on, I thought I'd treat you a lot. He's on in a bit with the Guru section. But I thought you'd treat you to my own differential. Mark Gahey is coming to my team. 0.4% owned for Crystal Palace with a fixture against the second-worst defence in the league against Newcastle, or third if you include Burnley. Great run of fixtures. He's nailed on 0.4% ownership, and I think he's going to do something for me. So I'm going to take a hit and uh, go from there. You sound very confident with that one, mate. You know, you know what's made you think that? I just having that championship knowledge about how good Mark Gay is as a defender. Not missed a minute for Southampton. Uh, not missed a minute for Palace this season. He's playing against Newcastle, who are absolutely woeful. They employ Javi Mankio. That tells you all you need to know. Lukaku's going to hopefully bag some goals against Norwich who probably are the worst defence in the league and I'm you know happy with those transfers and then next week will you know will happen I'll probably take another hit and then hopefully not take another hit for uh for another while after that well he's turning into Reedy Reedy I think yeah you're having an effect on him there you know you're taking an eight point hit and Ollie's feeling a little bit left out I think with the transfer so I will go to you now Reedy you know you're surely not taking another hit this week are you no 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 I need to uh, I need to settle down now uh, I've done something which I've been doing a lot lately, um, making sort of decisions that maybe I shouldn't be. Uh, but I was so annoyed after last week what happened. And I thought, you know what, with the price rises, which are absolutely ridiculous, by the way, this season, uh, price rises and price falls, mainly the price rises, though, of players happening on the daily, um, happened with the Chelsea situation for me. So I've brought Son back in just because... 
he's not got cover for one, and you know, <laughs> I, I wanted to keep him anyway. So Mares has gone back out. See you later, mate. And uh, Sonny's back in. So I've used me one free transfer for that. I'm hoping that he he um, gets rested or doesn't play for the is it Europa Conference League or something for Spurs. And yeah, West Ham they've got. So that's my one move for this week. That is it. And captain. Well, I don't don't think we've gone on to that yet. If we saw, I'll hold on. You just have to hold on. Just one more, one more go. We'll go to Jack first around the circle, and then Reedy can have his talking time again, and he can share his captain. So, Jack, you played your wild card this week. You know, you're going to roll over this week. You're going to make me happy and say you're going to roll over. Just for you, Elliot, I am rolling over, mate. I need to find. I need to wait till uh, I can get a Sonny back in because, like I said, I'm a big fan of Son. So I'm going to roll over and hopefully bring him back in in a yeah week after next, ready for Man United, and he can bag against us. <laughs> I think that's uh, probably the smart move to make, mate. For me, I think it's going to be, uh, I'm going to get Brandon Williams out. I think he's not even getting a look in at the minute in that Norwich side. And I'm scared that he's going to price forward to 3.9 million, possibly, you know, if he keeps not getting in the starting lineup. He's such high high ownership, you know, for that, that low price. So I think it's going to be, I've got 1.8 in the bank, so I can go straight to Rudiger at this point. So I think that's probably going to be my transfer. And I think that's probably going to be one that benefits me quite well into the future. But we'll move on to captains. So Statman Dave, you can start. Who are you slapping the armband on this week? Uh, yeah, probably Salah. I'm not sure if there's anyone else who's 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 probably going to get it from me this week. Yeah, you know, he's so informed even when he comes up against that that defensive Man United. You know, he's still one of the top picks for this week. Ollie, who are you going with? Romelu Lukaku, back in the team and he'll be back in the goals. <laughs> Cannot believe this, man. Cannot believe him. Reedy, who's it for you? Ooh, for me, I'm going to have to go Salah. It's going to have to be Salah. What, who else? Who else would you go for? Um, I mean, I could go Vardy, but I think with the form Salah's in, he's silly not to. I've not got Lukaku, so everyone's on the Lukaku train and he's going to do this and do that to Norwich. Probably probably won't even play, to be honest with you. So I'll just plant that, I'll just plant that seed in your heads, you know. And uh, Ollie, you know, taking that hit for nothing, basically. See how you feel. <laughs> but yeah. If, 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 if Lukaku doesn't play Mark Gay, he's going to score a hat-trick, so it's fine. Well, fair enough. That sounds about right. I think a lot of people, including myself, will be going with Lukaku as long as he survives the Champions League uh, and make it sound like some sort of battle there. But if he does make it through the Champions League, uh, you know, untouched, fit as anything, then uh, he's going to bully that Norwich defence this weekend. I'm sure of it. But Jack, who are you going with? We've already had the debate about Salah, so you definitely can't say Salah. Oh, you can say Salah because Ollie said that you can. But, you know, he's, he's sort of had that little that underlying. You shouldn't captain him, Jack. Oh, he's tempting, isn't he? I, I've got the armband on Lukaku at the moment. So Lukaku is captain currently. Uh, Salah is vice. So if Lukaku gets dropped, then he has to be Salah, doesn't it? That's how it goes. You know, FPL is a, it's a cruel game. If you don't captain Salah one week just because he's playing your team and he ends up scoring a hat-trick, you're going to get left in the dust. So you've got to do what you've got to do. But they are our captains and our transfers for the week. If we move on now to a very, very special guest section, it's a man who's making his second appearance on the podcast this year. We welcome Josh, aka JC, as he joins us for our game uh, from game week eight. Josh has entered our FPL draft uh, league as well and the Champions League one for this season. And, uh, you know, thank you for joining us, Josh. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, boys. How are we all? Yeah, good, mate. That's good. 
Yeah, good, Joshy boy. That's good. Obviously, we can uh, we can see that you're wearing the Chelsea, so you know you're backing Romelu Lukaku this week as well, surely. Yes, yes. He's been a bit out of form recently, but um, no, nah, I still back him. I just feel like from a Chelsea fan perspective, we haven't you know been playing around him or you know creating chances for him. Uh, a good example against Arsenal was the first game where we actually you know we played to his feet. He was you know bullying the defenders and holding the ball up, but. In recent weeks, we just, you know, we haven't been, you know, finding him or giving him the service. But I think against Norwich, he'll score a couple of goals. I think you're absolutely spot on. And I think it's worth mentioning that Josh is sitting in the top 870k overall and he's on 485 points as well. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey so far this season, Josh? Game week one to eight, how are you tracking this year compared to last year? And, you know, what were your expectations for the season? Yeah, the first three game weeks, I was actually doing pretty well. Uh, like we all did, we either captained Bruno or Salah for the first game. And yeah, since probably game week four, I haven't done too well. I used my wild card last week and that didn't go to plan. So uh, I think I'm doing okay at the moment, but could be doing better. Hello, Josh. Good to good to Alex. see you, mate. Um, back back on the pod. Well, not back on the pod, but you were there for the for the draft at the beginning of the season. So it's good to see you, and um, good to hear that you're doing well in FBL still as well. I uh, just got a couple of questions for you, basically. And um, the first one is: is you played your wild card this week, and you hit forty two points. Obviously, not the score you you know you know you would have wanted. Uh, but what's your thoughts on that generally? Yeah, I, I probably did make a, a bad decision. I, I brought in Grealish and actually has him, had him as captain and he didn't even play. So <laughs> that wasn't my best decision in the world. But um, yeah, I should have captained Salah like everyone did. So I did get affected by that. Um, I was happy with Kane who he got a goal against Newcastle and an assist. Um, Lukaku, he didn't, he didn't score. But yeah, overall, I think I did all right just below the average, which is not good. Uh, I basically aim my performance of getting above the average like most of you do, so to get below it is not that good. Yeah, it was it was unlucky, mate, to be honest with you. And there was, a, you know, like you say, in terms of Lukaku, Blanken, and you know, his form's not been great and all the rest of it. So usually you'd expect him to hit and, and a couple of other assets. So the came on though, well done on that one, Brud. Um, what would be your advice basically going forward? Um, in terms of managers um, who've still got the wild card and about them maybe unleashing it and what players slash sort of strategy uh, that they would maybe need to use? Yeah, well, I think I used my wild card too early, to be honest. Like, usually the, the halfway mark of the season is a good um, a place to use it, but I just wanted to use it to get some Chelsea assets in because they had a good run of form. But my advice... Like everyone has, you you got to have Salah in, even though he's having you know hard games against United or City. You just always got to have him in. Um, it's a tricky one with Chelsea and City players. Um, in terms of City players, I think you should either you know not get any of the players at all, or get the reliable ones, which is you know De Bruyne, Diaz, or Edison. The rest, I, I don't trust Pep. In you know he, he rotates too much, and yeah, it's a bit of a worry. Fair comment, mate. Definitely agree with what you're saying there. You know, a lot of people thought Diaz was the reliable one and they were in for a shock, you know, the past couple of weeks as well. But, um, you know, can you name a couple of differentials or enablers as uh, they're so-called in FPL if they are that cheaper price for Game Week 9 for our viewers and listeners, Josh? 
Yeah, so I, I picked out three. Um, I got Smith-Rowe from Arsenal against Aston Villa. He hasn't got too many points. He did get one week where he got a couple points, I think, against Tottenham. But um, he's regularly starting as one of their attacking mids, so he might, you know, bag a, uh, a goal or an assist against Aston Villa. Uh, my second one is Connor Gallagher from Crystal Palace. They do have a good fixture against Newcastle, and, you know, he's had a couple of good weeks where he's scored a couple or, you know, got some assists. Um, and Solomon Rondon, Everton versus Watford. He hasn't scored yet, and, you know, Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin are still probably out. So, um, yeah, I think that would be a good shout. Yeah, I think, you know, we've got another one. Um, we've got a question from one of our live viewers, uh, Josh. You know, it's one from James Gasden, fellow member of the Draft League, and he says he's got a dilemma. Alonso out for either Trent or another Chelsea defender. He says he can afford both, and he signed it off um, on Facebook on a live comment with Gasden Guru. We can see your comment there, James. I know you're getting a little bit old now, but you don't need to sign off your comments like that. But, you know, Josh, what do you think of that one? Um... I would actually back Reese James. He's um he's come back from injury. I thought he was actually going to start against uh, Brentford, but he didn't. But yeah, he's come back from injury, so I think Reese James is the most reliable, you know, wing back um, against Chuol and Alonso because they'll rotate a lot. So I'd say Rudiger or James, but Rudiger's injured at the moment, so probably chucking James. I think it's a, it's a very fair shout that you've gone with there. So we'll move on uh, to the this or that game that we play now. Ollie is the host of this game, so I'll hand him over to you. And Ollie, just let me know when you're ready, mate, and I can click play on the timer. Uh, so just quickly, all we're going to do, quickly go with a bit of a this or that. Very easy, just going to give you two options. you just got to pick one, as it says on the tin, really. So, uh, Josh, you ready? Yep. All right, let's go. Uh, Romelu Lukaku or Jamie Vardy? Lukaku. Kane or CR7? Kane. Sanchez or Aaron Ramsdale? Sanchez. Chilwell or Marcos Alonso? Chilwell. Rafinha or Phil Foden? Uh, Foden. Aspilicueta or Ruben Diaz? Ruben Diaz. White or Ben Duffy? Uh, Shane Duffy, even. Ben White. Tony or Huang Chan? Tony. Steve Bruce or Wayne Rooney? Steve Bruce all the way. <laughs> and, uh, Love that, it, that, mate. That, unfortunately, that's all we've got time for you today, Josh. Now, but in all seriousness, uh, Josh, you will be joining us uh, for a little bit later for a little bit of discussion around Lukaku's draft as well. So he's not going anywhere, anyone. But uh, thank you for joining us on the guest section today, Josh. So if we move on now to the, the guru section, as we said, the guru is celebrating his birthday. So as much as you can, make sure you go and send him all your best wishes for his birthday. doesn't matter how late you are. The guru will appreciate them all. And uh, I guess I've just got to, you know, say, take it away, Matt. Good. Here's my guru section for game week nine. And we're going to start with differentials under 10% owned. And the first one I'm going to go with is Decore for Everton at home to Watford. He's had five returns in eight games this season. I think he's a great shout. He's returning. He's got his former club, Watford, returning uh, that he's going to be playing against. So I think that's a great fixture for him. Everson at home. But they lost to West Ham, but they actually played well in that fixture. I think he's a really, really good option. And he's also an enabler with his price point. My next differential under 10%, I'm going to go with a couple of Chelsea players. The first one, Mason Mount, 8.7% owned. 
home to Norwich. You know, I think this is a perfect game for him to come back in the side, potentially get a goal or get his assists up. You know, I think it's going to be a really good fixture. It's also going to benefit someone like Lukaku as well this week. And then my next one, I'm going to go with Ben Chilwell. Um, I do think this ownership is going to go up. So right now, 5.6% ownership. So he is a differential. He is under 10% owned. Um, you know, he's number 14 out of 209 defenders for threat this season so far, which is incredible because he's only started two games. So, you know, I think he's earned his place back in the side. Still a differential for now. Whether or not by the end of deadline, he's still 5.6 ownership. We will see. But I think he needs to be in there. My next one, I'm going to go with Ihi Nacho from Leicester. He's away to Brentford. Look, Brentford have been good this season. Um, but Leicester, you know, started to pick up. They obviously beat Man United in the last game. They scored four goals. He's 2.5% owned. He's got 18 points in his last three games. He's back in the lineup. I think he's a brilliant asset. And obviously his price was 7.5 at the start of the season. And now it's dropped down. So definitely one to keep your eyes on. And then my last one is going to be Edward, who scored against Arsenal yesterday. I think he's a great pick. You know, 2.4% owned. He's good for Palace in the games he's played. And Elliot, as we always say, Newcastle, they've let the most goals in this season. And if anyone wants to get their scoring run up and up and going or get their goals, you know, their goal tally up, Newcastle's the team. And I think he's a really, really good pick this week. So that's my uh, that's my differentials. We'll move on to my three teams to watch. And I'm going to go with Everton against Watford. Uh, Watford looked like an absolute mess against Liverpool. I think Everton will win that one comfortably. Next one, I'm going to go with Chelsea against Norwich. Again, Norwich are winless. I can't look past Chelsea. Obviously, top of the league. I think they'll beat Norwich comfortably as well. And then my last one, I'm going to go with Southampton against Burnley. Um, Saints have been keeping clean sheets this season. Obviously, got a clean sheet against Leeds. Um, you know, and they got the win against Leeds as well. I think it was their first win this season, but you know, they've had a few good nil-nil draws outside of that. Burnley are pretty abysmal, so definitely think Southampton's going to be you know, the one that wraps up the three teams to watch. So Everton v Watford, Chelsea, Norwich and Southampton, Burnley. And now we're going to my captains. I've got three listed this week. Uh, the first one, uh, Lukaku v Norwich in the early game. I think stick with him. You know, he's blanked for, what, four weeks in a row, but we all bring him in for this fixture against Norwich. So stick with your guns. I think he's still a good captain option. And next one, Kevin De Bruyne against Brighton. You know, tough game, but... De Bruyne's on, what, two goals in the last two. He's starting to pick up the points. He got 11 points against Burnley. He got eight points against Liverpool. He scored at Anfield. I think this is a good fixture for him. And I think he, you know, could be worth putting the captain's armband on. And then my last captain choice is going to be Salah against Man United again. This is this is a tough, this is still a tough fixture for Liverpool. You know, it's a derby. Um, you know, they're always usually pretty tight affairs, but you know, I still think if Liverpool are going to score, it's more than likely going to be Salah. Um, so definitely look at putting the captain armband on him. If you're not too sure who to pick, then, you know, safe option is Salah. Um, and then curveball this week. Um, like I'm going to pick one off the top of my head here. Um, and I'm going to go with the man, Edward for Palace against Newcastle. Um, you know, looked brilliant against Arsenal last night. And I think, again, like I mentioned before, it's a great fixture for him. So Edward's my curveball captain for this week. 
And there you have it. That is the guru section. I think it is worth me just pointing out. He hasn't been on the birthday celebrations too early, saying that you should get Decore in. That was a pre-record from last night, and obviously he did end up breaking a bone this morning. I think it was his foot or his toe or his leg or something like that. But, you know, obviously you don't want to be getting Decore in for this week. That is some uh, some misinformation from the guru there that he said last night. He was looking like a good option. Then he got the news this morning. The first message into the WhatsApp group was... Wow. Okay. He's gone. And I think the gurus had to make a couple of amendments there. But as I said, obviously it was a pre-record. So uh, you don't want to be getting to Corey in for this week. But we will uh, we'll continue the gurus the gurus work and uh, we'll move on to the, the draft section now of the podcast. We haven't done draft this season. You know, we did it a lot last season. It was uh, quite a potent part of the podcast. And Statman Dave was quite well known for, you know, getting points, but not getting the three points, uh, you know, as, as you need to do in draft. But, you know, the league's shaping up quite nicely. We've, uh, we've obviously got Ollie at the bottom, which is very expected at this point. And we will touch on Ollie's team in a, in a little bit. But, you know, Josh, have you enjoyed the draft the draft sort of component to FPL so far this season? Yeah, it's a good change up from the, you know, normal classic leagues that you do. Um, yeah, you just use your brain in a different way, just getting players for those, you know, one-off games, then you can transfer them back out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, and obviously, Jack, we always say that, you know, Champions League's a nice refresher from it, but draft's also, you know, a different game to just the classic FPL, isn't it? Yeah, it's obviously when we did the uh, the live draft at the start of the season, you've got to be, you know, you've got 30 seconds to pick a play. You've got to try and pick your, your favourite assets, the best assets that are going to be there for the long haul. And it's, it's a bit chaotic and, you know, a bit panicky at times. Um, and it's... Yeah, give a good change up and it's good that we've expanded the draft this year. It's been uh, good to have Josh part of it as well and a, a couple of the Gasden boys. Um, I've had a bit of a slow start, but I was playing for the Ronaldo, Ronaldo uh, <laughs> asset, which I got. And I've got Ronaldo and Kane up top and I'm just waiting them now to start firing. I think that's a fair shout. That was definitely strategy in the first week, you know, to to sabotage yourself to make sure that you got Lukaku and, you know, Jack took it that step further and made sure that he was going to get Ronaldo in whatever game week he joined, game week three or four now. So that's what he's done. But Josh, you are sitting in second um, in the league, just on goal difference behind Matt Cowlin. So you've got to be happy with the start that you've had to the season. Yeah, I'm surprisingly happy. I was looking today and I think I have the fourth lowest um, points or goal difference, whatever it is. So, yeah, I, I had a. I think I went four from four at the start, and I lost my uh, last two, but I, I came back with a win this week, as I had Firmino, who got me twenty points. That's all that matters, and you know Mendy in between the sticks as well. The resident Chelsea goalkeeper, what a game he had! So you know your team's looking quite healthy at the minute, and obviously draft is such a different game because you don't get your captain or anything. So you know forty-five points in a in a draft week is definitely good. But you know, have you made many transfers this season, Josh, or have you sort of just you know stuck with your team through thick and thin, and you know just kept with it? Yeah, most of them I have. Uh, you probably got notice every week that I ask if anyone wants Pogba. I'm trying to get him out because he's he's a bit of a fraud at the moment. He he got four assists in the first game week and hasn't done anything since. So I am trying to still get him out. But um, yeah, I got Firmino. I think two weeks ago that was a that was a good steal from one of the waivers. Uh, Havertz he hasn't done too much, and I also the Chelsea defender Chalabar. I've probably put him in about three times this year because just. I think when he plays the easier games at home for Chelsea, he's he's playing and he's going to keep a clean sheet. So I just I transfer him in and out as a little strategy. 
I think that's smart. You know, he, he seems to be doing the business for you a lot at the minute, getting the goals, getting the clean sheets when he plays, as you say. So that's definitely smart. But, you know, if you're looking to offload Pogba, um, you know, a little birdie tells me that there's a certain, you know, Matt Gasden in the league that, you know, might be, you know, a little bit vulnerable to, to these sorts of things. So if you're showing Pogba's stats for the season, you know, he'll be more than happy to uh, to take Pogba off your hands, I think. But um, Matt, if you are listening, that's nothing against you at all. But the league, as we say, is shaping up. That was, uh, that's obviously the standings. Matt Cowling sits there in first, Josh in second, and then the Guru sits there in third, the champion of 2021 sits there in third at the minute. But the fixtures for this week, there's some brilliant games. We've uh, we've got the, you know, whatever you want to call it, the derby between me and Ollie. It's a big game. You know, it's a massive relegation six-pointer that Ollie needs to, you know, get needs to get his head in gear. This is about the time of the season. Last season when he was, you know, declaring that he'd won the league this season, you know, he's just going to be saying, I'm not checking it at all. It's absolutely rubbish. So, Ollie, how long has it been since, you know, you checked your draft team? You're muted, mate. Years since I've last checked it, to be honest. Um, and this is the week it all changes. Um, we've got the uh, the El Clasico. I think we're going to call it now. Um, between me and Elliot, you know, this is the week for me that I've got to get the win. Um, I've had an absolutely dreadful start, but it changes, and it's an easy three points for me this week. I'm going to go out and say it: easy three points. Um, move myself off the bottom of the league. Jack needs to go to the bottom of the league. We need to just temper his expectations a little bit. So, I've got a better goal difference than Jack does. So, if I can get the win. Please, for the, love of, for the love of all that's holy, don't bring my team up onto the screen because um, I don't really want to see it myself. But um, easy three points this week and we, we move forward. I don't even know if you know which players you've got on your team, but Statman, you play the guru, the, the resident champion. So how confident are you going into this fixture? Uh, not very, uh, fair to say. Uh, look, it's been a, a bit of a frustrating season for me for draft. I'm, I've actually got the same number of points as Josh, and he's in second and I'm in seventh. So that's that's how draft works sometimes. You just get unlucky. And the last two weeks, I've played the top scorer. So, you know, you, you can't really help the fixtures and who you're playing. You've just got to, you know, do the best you can with the players you have. And, um, you know, I've got Decore in my team, so unfortunately I'm going to have to try and cover him this week. And luckily, hopefully Rudiger plays uh, to, to come in to cover him. But um, yeah, Cancelo and Decore have been probably my two best performers over the last few weeks. So it's a bit frustrating that I'm going to have to replace one of them. Yeah, Cancelo has been doing absolutely brilliantly for Man City so far this season. But, you know, Oli, you called it the uh, the El Clasico between me and you. But I think the real El Clasico this week is between Josh and Matt Callan. Top of the table clash, you know, your one's just sort of a relegation six-pointer, as I said. But, you know, this is the real business, you know, further up the league when you're competing for the silverware, when you're competing for the, the trophy of the, uh, the draft league. So, Josh, big fixture for you this week. Do you think you've got what it takes? Yeah, I think I do. I haven't actually looked at his team yet, so I'll look at it probably after this and see who he has and see if I need to make any transfers or I'll message you lads and see if you want to you know, do one-for-ones. I'll um, take but yeah. off, mate. I need anyone I can yeah, get. Who are you going <laughs> to give me? Uh, I don't even I'll have a look again afterwards. We'll, we'll, we'll have to start a bit of a... Uh, Bit of a transfer table, few FIFA FIFA twenty two type type discussion rooms, and we'll uh, we'll sort of that. We'll thrash out a deal. Yeah, yeah. it'll have to be a premium asset because you know what, Pogba's <laughs> a premium asset, but he hasn't been performing. Well, I have to see. I have to see what I've got, mate. I have to see what I've got. I can probably I'll probably offer you a packet of crisps and a fiver, and that should probably get it done because that's about yeah, all I've got in terms of draft. But <laughs> hey, I have to see. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then obviously, you know, there's the, the other massive fixture of the week. Uh, you know, it's, it's the, the battle. There's a lot of brilliant fixtures this week. We've picked a really good week to have you on, Josh, because there's a lot of brilliant fixtures. I was going to start talking about the Gazden fixture, but I've just realised that Jack and Reedy play each other this week as well. So, Reedy, I'll go to you first. Are you confident this week? Battle of the edge, all massive, isn't it? Oof, you know what? It's a it's a great great game. Uh, to, in terms of timing, great fixtures, and I'm looking forward to this one with Jack. I mean, for it to fall on the weekend that United play Liverpool as well, it just couldn't couldn't have been timed any better, to be honest with you. So yeah, gotta gotta get any thinking cap on for this lad because I know we I know we all want this win. Yeah, absolutely. And Jack, what's your response to that? Oh, listen, Ronaldo. He's in my 11 and he's going to take you down, son. <laughs> Come on, Cristiano, son. Um, no, listen, I'm excited. Big weekend. Reedy texted me at the start of the week. He was like, United Liverpool, Reedy versus Gillibrand. Unbelievable. It was uh, He's already called it and he was ready for it. He'd been doing his stretches at the start of the week thinking he was playing me. Most so, exercise uh, he's done in years, isn't it? Stretching. Know, so we do a little bit of competition, a little bit of banter. But yeah, this round of games for game week nine in the draft is actually yeah really exciting. That's why I wanted to bring it on this week and bring Josh on as well. Obviously, uh, Josh and Matt are newbies into our competition into the draft this league, so perfect. The Gazdens head to head, the brother brothers Phil and Gary, um, they're playing against each other. Uh, Ollie and Elliot, Ant and Deck, it's all going on. So yeah, really excited for it, and um, yeah, can't wait. Kane. Ronaldo, can they step up? Can they do the business uh, against Reedy and take him down? I could do with uh, pushing up higher up the ladder. So, yeah, fingers crossed I can get a result. Reedy, have you actually got any Liverpool players in your team? Have you got Marnie? Have you got Marnie, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I've got, got Marnie. Uh, but do you know what? Bruno, Bruno! I can't wait. <laughs> I've got Bruno. So, listen up, boys. This is a little shout-out now to, uh, to say... Trading. If anyone's interested, especially probably you, Jack, more than anyone, anyone wants to do a little swappy, swappy swap, and give me a shout, uh, throw me a little, uh, a little deal, and and we'll see if we can, you know, iron that out. A little wheel I've deal, Harry Redknapp style. I've got a player for you, mate. I've got a player for you. And I'm sure you have, mate. I'm sure... Igor Bishkan doesn't play anymore, mate. Sorry, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but would yeah. You like, so... Would you like Saw from Watford? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Not, mate, but, I'll you give know, you a fiver and you give me a tenner. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking at getting Bruno. Yeah, I'm looking to get Bruno out, and you know, not many people say that. I probably should keep him because it's one game. But I do want someone in there that's gonna in another fixture, ideally. So we'll see. We'll see on that one, boys. It sounds like yeah. I made you the deal of the century when I uh, when I gave you Bruno and got Cancelo in return. Hundred percent. All the only only the O though. I can't even speak because I'm not I'm not you know sort of ecstatic about beating. Truly, mate. I'm, I'm, yeah, I've just beat that man just then in the game we just gone. <laughs> so yeah, you can say that, but at the same time, you know. So yeah, fair play though, that man. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we'll have to find a way to update you with uh, with how all these brilliant fixtures go. So I'm sure next week on the podcast, we can uh, review these results from the, the game week nine ever so quickly. But um, that does wrap up the draft section. Mm-hmm. 
If we move on now to the final section of today's show, we've got a little bit of discussion-based stuff that we want to talk about. You know, there's a lot of hot topics in FPL at the minute, and one of the main ones is Romelu Lukaku. So, Josh, we'll go to you first. You know, you've said he's the man before. You know, a lot of people are growing impatient with him. He hasn't returned in a couple of weeks now. So many people brought him in. You know, would you say people have got to be staying with him, or, you know, is it time to move on from Lukaku? I think we've got to be patient with him. Uh, Chelsea brought him in for a reason. That's to score goals because Werner wasn't doing the job. So I think he's the main man there. He will start scoring. Um, Could even be tomorrow morning against Malmo uh, in the Champions League. So if he scores then, he could get confident and score in the Premier League. But I I do think we should, or anyone that owns him should keep him because he will score goals. Yeah, absolutely. And Ollie, you know, you took him out last week. So, you know, what's the deal with Lukaku? Is he on your mind or anything? Or, you know, are you you a fan of him at the minute? Are you not? Are you just worried about, you know, the peer pressure of everyone else having him? What's the deal with it? Nice to see that you've been listening to this pod, Elliot. I know you've transferred him in. I know you've transferred him in. I was just asking. I said I was going to captain him and all, mate. So, Is that peer pressure, though, is what I mean, mate? Is that just because everyone else has got him or do you actually back him? It's because I'm a competent FPL manager. Um, and he's also playing Norwich. So, mate, I've got I've got my own FPL mind. You can call it peer pressure. You can call it all you want, but you not you lot aren't living free in my own head. The only time you lot are living rent free is when I get an asset right, and you lot all have a go at me, so I can just bring it back on you. But no, Lukaku for me will haul ten points plus against Norwich. Clip this up. Put this on a short next week. Ten points plus, and I'm going to get another massive green arrow. And I hope for Josh's sake that I'm right, because then Chelsea probably had a big win. Well, unfortunately, you heard it there first. Lukaku with the the red card on the weekend, no returns, no goals from him. So that's going to be a disappointing one. But we can all hope that he does get that 10-point haul that Ollie is talking about. Jack, you know, you played your wild card and everything. Lukaku is such a, a, a hot topic in FPL at the minute, as I said before. So many people have got him. So many people are expecting him to do well. Do you think he can deliver this week? Yeah, I hate to say it, but I'm with I'm with Oli. Like, even though he's messed up Lukaku around in his team, he's he's in there for the big haul for me. Come on, and, and he's the only one though. If he doesn't do it this week, he's out, and that's me and him done, right? So it's Lukaku's. You know, it's the big game for him. It's quite easy for Oli just to jump on Lukaku against Norwich as well. So it's not as if he's a competent FPL manager. Coward. You know I mean, it's an easy one to call, and it go oh, Norwich or oh, Lukaku, of course, but. It is. He's right in saying it is. It is the week. I'm hoping he. Hoping he can smash it. He's, he, I'm going to put the armband on him. I am actually convincing myself. I am going to keep him there. Um, and yeah, and hopefully he holds it. Now, if he doesn't, he's out, and that's the end of uh, Lukaku. And uh, Vardy will be my man up top, and I'll. I'll probably go a bit bigger in midfield. I would like to revise my rent-free comment because Jack, you are now rent-free. <laughs> Uh, it's just just how it goes, Ollie. It's just how it goes. But as we said, you know, your, your transfer this week to get Vardy in worked out well for you. So fingers crossed the Lukaku pick works out for, for every single FPL manager that's got him this week. But, you know, we can all hope for that 10 plus point haul. But this, the second topic that we do want to talk about is Pep Roulette. You know, Ruben Diaz was a victim of it this week. And he's someone that I'm sure a lot of people thought would never, ever be a victim of, uh, of Pep Roulette. So Statman Dave, you know, what do people need to do about it? Can we trust these Man City assets or can we just, you know, stick clear as a whole look as a general rule this year i've certainly steered clear to them with the exception of cancelo uh who i bought in recently i think he's he's just scoring you know for fun at the moment and you know i think pep can obviously see that so he's probably the only one i think that i'm sort of trusting i'm not really looking at anyone else right now um because it's just too much of a risk i suppose and yeah 
I think you're spot on, Statman, Dave, as you, as you said there. You know, Jack, you obviously, as we said before, you have played your wild card. Man City assets don't play, it, you know, as big a part as, you know, a lot of people would expect for it in a lot of people's wild card teams these days, just because you can't be too certain with it. You know, you just never know what Pep's going to do. If he wakes up one morning and thinks, I'm going to bench Grealish, I'm going to bench Diaz, then, you know, what sort of hope is there for, for FPL? Yeah, he absolutely ruins lives, doesn't he? My weekend with the son moving out, and I thought Grealish, he's played so much football, Grealish. Probably should have known better, but brought him in, uh, similar to Josh. I'm sure he'll uh, have a whinge in a minute with his captain shout. But I brought him in thinking he was guaranteed and nailed. Um, I felt that he could probably play Champions League as well and you know, and play that game at the weekend, but it wasn't meant to be. So, yeah, I've, um, you know, and Diaz was a big one. I, I didn't see, I really didn't see that one coming, as you said. Um, so, yeah, it, it shocks me, that one. Uh, I had Cancelo in there, and I thought, no, nah, I'll go with Diaz. He's probably more guaranteed. And yeah, he's uh, Pep absolutely nailed me. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, you can't you can't judge it. You've just got to yeah do your best. And I think only maybe Edison's the only nailed nailed uh, player asset in that in that team at the moment. And yeah, so good luck to all owners out there. But how did you? What did you think, uh, Josh? Yeah, well, I had Morris for the first three game weeks because I thought he had a good preseason, but he didn't start and he wasn't playing. Um, and then same with Grealish, I got him in as captain and he's on the bench and didn't even get any minutes. So, um, yeah, it's a hard one with Man City. You, you can't really back them, but you have to have them because they're one of the best teams in the league. So, yeah, it's a hard one. It really, really is a difficult decision that a lot of people find themselves in. There's never going to be a definite answer, uh, answer sorry, for, for Pep Roulette. You know, he, he likes to play this game. As I said, he wakes up one morning, decides someone's going to be benched and, you know, you just got to get on and, and deal with it. So if you are going to be playing Pep Roulette, you have been warned as uh, as has been on show on the podcast today. But that does wrap up the show for today. Josh, I thank you very much for coming on today, filling the guru's shoes with the guest section, the discussion and the draft. So thank you very much for popping on today. And just reminder that if you haven't already make sure you hit the like button and subscribe down below and turn the notification bell on as well may all your fpl dreams come true for game week nine take care stay safe bye for now 